This is Issues 2024. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Chris Osmussen, Director of Athletics for Wichita Public Schools. Welcome to Issues 2024, Chris. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, give us some background. Where are you from? Where'd you start out? Well, I I started teaching and coaching up at Heights, um, and then uh, I spent two years over at campus. I returned back to Wichita Southeast, where I was a head football coach, and then I became the athletic director. I spent three years over at Valley Center and then just came back home to Wichita. Been been around quite a bit then, but uh, where did you grow up then? I uh, grew up in a small town called Argonia, Kansas. Argonia. Which is, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, halfway between uh, Wellington and, and Harper, Kansas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, an educated guess that you were an athlete growing up, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, for the day and age I was an athlete. I don't know if I could handle with the kids today. But, uh, yeah, I played uh, the three sports that they offered. I, I was a football player. I went to Southwestern College on a scholarship there. For that, uh, I played basketball, and I also uh, did track, uh, which I also um, did at Southwestern. Which was your favorite then? Uh, believe it or not, basketball was my favorite sport. Yeah. Um, but I was a lot better at football because uh, I was a bigger person uh, uh, and run around, and, and I liked to, to tackle people. So oh. um, they gave me a scholarship to play that that sport. Oh, my my grandmother, some aunts and uncles, and uh, and uh, my dad all went to Southwestern. So appreciate that school. It's a beautiful, beautiful little campus there. Beautiful school. I love my time there. I was uh, <laughs> I was there when Monty Lewis was there, and we uh, uh, I was in that first uh, class in the nineties. Uh, it was my senior year. We were the first group to uh, win the conference title, and uh, they won it a couple years after I left. Now, did Monty Lewis did he coach at Friends in Wichita? Yes, he, he went to Friends. He was at Friends for a little bit, and uh, and I've actually lost track of where he's at that, right now. I met him at that time. I, I got to know him then. Hey, uh, so how long have you been uh, athletic director for USD 259? Well, um, in my current position uh, for the district, uh, director of athletics, or what people call the, the district athletic director, this is my first year. Okay. Um, but I was at Southeast, Wichita Southeast, for – uh, five years before that as the athletic director. How many people do you have in your department? What? You, uh, yeah. in, in my in the district in the district uh, office, I have me and one um, one assistant. Okay, so it's not a uh, it's not a big bureaucracy then, is it? No, it's 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 uh, it's pretty uh, pretty much a tight knit group, and uh, I mean, of course, we work with all the ads uh, yeah. in our district, and then. Um, uh, this position is also the commissioner of the GWAL and also the uh, executive director of the GWAL. You, so uh, not only do I work with our guys, but I also work with the uh, with the league ads as well. Okay, do you have a uh, a budget that you're responsible for? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a budget um, that we have to work out every year, and and um, some of that's derived from the ticket sales, and some of that's you know given by the district and and uh, such as transportation, some of that that other stuff. But, um, but yeah, we survive a lot as, as much as we can on just, uh, people going to games, going to, going to see the games. Now, if, if you could estimate this, how many students, coaches and officials do you think participate in athletics at USD two five niners? Or is there any way to know? <laughs> With... Uh, yeah, the numbers are, are pretty staggering. Um, 
when you when you get down to it, because if you're putting everybody together, I mean, officials uh, officials, you know, for football would be just in one. Let's say one game's five, yeah. and uh, if you do a non varsity, that's that's normally another five. Wow. Um, wow. And so you know you start doing multipliers of that when you start doing non varsity and varsity, and then some C teams. So officials get out there pretty pretty quickly. Um, kids, you know, we normally have about 300 kids for the high school um, that will participate in a year. Um, now, that's not necessarily uh, – those are kids that we um, – they can do multiple sports, so that's just the number of kids. And then we also will run about, I would say, on average, about 54 to, to 70 kids, depending, at a middle school. Oh, okay. Um, and we have 18 of those currently. So, so the math gets up there pretty quick. So we're in the and then coaches, you know, we're up around, I believe we're about like 400 coaches altogether. Wow. When we start getting it down. Wow. And, and you know that's so, uh, the total enrollment something uh, for the entire district, something around what 46, 47 thousand, I guess, uh, something like that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So on the high school end, we're about. Those kids equal, I believe, around sixteen percent of yeah. the student population, yeah. and then in the eight, in the middle schools, it's about between eight to nine percent of our of our student population is 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 purely athletics, and that doesn't actually count all the other activities and stuff that we have that that aren't um, Cacia sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a, any idea what the, the male female split is, split is on particip- participants in sports? Um, I could pull that up for you. Um, I actually can pull it was that curious. up. When I, when I was going to Wichita Public Schools, they didn't have any girls' sports. <laughs> that was before Title IX. Right. And, um, on the, well, on the sports itself, on a number of sports, there are um, – it's, it's, it's a little misleading um, in some aspects, and that is because – um, for males, it's the same. It's it's pretty much the same number. It's it's uh, for males and females. It's it's twenty three sports split between males and females. Yeah. But volleyball is a female only sport. But football is also kind of not listed. It people think it's a football only sport, but we have females that play. So um, volleyball, you cannot have males play um, simply because they'd have to change the net height, and they and so there's actually rules against having boys compete with girls in volleyball. So um, so it, it basically becomes a girl sport. So there's really technically one more girl sport than there is boy sports. Okay. And now, you know, when you add in parents and relatives, friends and fans, uh, I, I would say, I don't know what the total number is, but I would say your programs of all the schools touch a lot of lives in a, in a year's time, don't they? Uh, yeah. I mean, what a lot of people don't realize is uh, – that you know, athletics is one of the the largest advocacy programs for for students, um, and 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 in that you know, uh, all the coaches and all the ads and everybody that supports athletics, they will always um, help kids out with grades because it's in our best interest for obviously kids they have to be eligible, um, and so a lot of times I've I've ran across parents and they'll they'll make the comment of well I need to pull my son out of or my daughter out of this sport because, you know, their grades aren't doing very well. And normally what I tell them is, you know, hey, go talk to your coach, go talk to, the, to that, that student's coach. Um, they will advocate and 
you know, they'll they'll stay on top of your student at the school to make sure that they're doing their grades, make sure they're turning stuff in. And it's just another person. So, uh, you know, it's really good for parents to know that all these coaches are, are looking out for the kids, but they're also doing it in the school. So it gives them a person of interest at their buildings, at their, for that student, where they can go and ask questions if they're, if stuff, and they can go and talk to teachers and help out and kind of work between to, to make sure the student's doing everything that they need to do. Because I, I think I know the answer to this question, but which, which sport has the most participants? Would that be football? Uh, football right now, um, it is getting close in uh, some of our schools to being soccer. Um, so we're, we're right now we have – we had four schools that uh, had C team boys soccer that were that were reaching up to almost football numbers. Wow. So, um, you know, with you know with the with populations and stuff as that changes throughout. Of course, football's always going to be up there in popularity, but uh, but soccer is also coming up pretty strong with us. Chris, do you have to deal with NIL name, image, likeness? I know they do it at the college level, but do you do anything like that at high school? Uh, you know, that really hasn't hit so much in the high school level yet. Um, and, and Keisha has, is working out with some of that stuff. There are states that have, you know, approved and have kind of written paths for NILs. Um, currently, we, we are on the infancy of that, so we really haven't seen it that much. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure within a couple of years it's going to be pretty popular and it'll be something that, you know, um, will be kind of at the forefront of conversations. What is your opinion on the use of Riverfront Stadium for City League football? Uh, I think it's I think it's a great idea. Um, we enjoy sending teams there. Uh, it's it's anytime we can use facilities currently built around Wichita uh, to showcase kids and to uh, give a different atmosphere. Uh, we're always for that. Um, we always want to try to. We're always looking for ways to, uh, to uh, you know, kind of get some experiences for kids. And I think, I think I've gone to games and watched football games there this year, and I think it's a great experience for kids and for fans. So, so you know, we're we're all for it. You know, and I was thinking, I've seen a couple of games too, and from back in the day, of course, that was a stadium at uh, for West when I went to West, but it was the old Lawrence Stadium. We didn't have the jumbotron or whatever you call that big screen, but. You know, that atmosphere is kind of big time, isn't it, with all that kind of stuff going on? Yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime we get to these facilities, wherever they've, uh, you know, obviously Riverfront has done some upgrades since, since its, its foundation and even within the last five, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, and with those upgrades, you know, it just gives those kids an opportunity to, to showcase themselves and to see, um, you know, I think it's good for – for Wichita Public Schools, for the GWAL, and also just for the city of Wichita itself. How are the uh, other football stadiums holding up? You also play, what, at, at South and at Heights and, and, and Northwest? Are they doing well, okay? we added Southeast. Yep, we added a new one at Southeast. Um, when the building was built, uh, I was actually the, uh, the athletic director. Um, when I was on my last year there, uh, we were able to get that started. And they completed it uh, a couple years ago, and so it's our newest one. Uh, it's a it's a bowl. It's in a bowl right now. Huh. So uh, it's on the south end of the of the school. Um, so right now we have four, which which does help us out with with uh, not having to have Thursday night games if we don't want to. Right. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I mean, we're, we're always looking at in our facilities of, you know, what can we do for the other three schools that don't have stadiums? Yeah. Um, and, and, and what that practice looks like. Uh, and, uh, right now, you know, friends, uh, friends hosts West High School, um, football, which has been really beneficial for them to have kind of a home place to be at. Um, and it, and it's a nice, nice stadium that, uh, they've adopted at this current point that's not far from their campus. And so, um, but yeah, we're always looking, we're always looking at our, at our facilities and, uh, and seeing, you know, down the road, uh, of course they're expensive, but we're looking at, you know, where, where does this, this work out for us? You're listening to issues 2024 on the Odyssey radio stations. Our guest is Chris Asmussen. He is director of athletics for Wichita public schools. How does one become a city league football or basketball coach head coach? Uh, you know, there, there's a couple paths you can take. Um, the most common path or the oldest path that's been around is, is somebody's normally a teacher. Um, and then um, to be a football basketball coach, the, the standard practice is that you're an assistant for, you know, some years, uh, show some success at that. Um, sometimes you'll become a coordinator, show some success at that. And then, um, you know, after after a while, you know, you start interviewing for those head jobs and, and uh, you hope somebody takes a chance on you, and uh, you start working as a head coach. Um, now, uh, in Kansas, you don't have to be a um, a, a teacher to be a coach. So um, you can do a path where you can become what's called a coach's aide, or what they use, what everybody just refers to as a Rule Ten coach, where you can get certified through Kesha, through some classes, and through a year of. Uh, where you're being supervised by a coach that's that's uh, certified, um, you can do that for a year, and then after that, then you're basically unsupervised is the is the term that they use, um, and then you can run as a regular coach, and so that's kind of why it's really important to uh, always make sure that we have guys working their ways up through being an assistant, then a coordinator, and and so on. And basketball is very much a similar way. It's it's going as an assistant, and then you know, you work your way through the channels of a team and, and maybe multiple teams, and then eventually you you uh, get hired on as a coach. Chris, you've already used the word Keisha a couple of times. Is that Kansas High School Athletics? What does that stand for? Yes. Yeah, Keisha is, is uh, Kansas State High School Athletics okay. Association. Good. Okay. It's just so much of a word, word, uh, word salad for me sometimes when I talk that I just use the abbreviation. Well, you've got so many sports programs going. Is, 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 there any, is it difficult to find people who want to – be uh, basketball or football coaches or soccer coaches? Um, not really. Uh, we normally get uh, a pretty good number of applicants at a lot of our schools. Um, you know, now now the challenge is always you know finding somebody that uh, is obviously is obviously qualified or finding somebody that uh, you know that you you feel good um, with their kids and it, and it's a very important decision that happens because. You're not just, you know, hiring a person. You're hiring a person to be around a bunch of uh, young adults. Right. And so right. I know every school that hires it takes that very seriously. Um, and, you know, they'll do all the background checks and they'll do everything on it on somebody. Um, but, uh, you know, and it's also one of those things that uh, in many people don't realize sometimes. And so we want to make sure we're clear is there's a lot of hours that are involved with coaching, um, not just with kids, but, you know, planning and such 
And so, you know, it's one of those things that uh, some people will, will apply and they have, you know, regular jobs outside of schools. Uh, they work for a company or something like that, and it, it just takes a lot from them. So that kind of limits it a little bit. But, uh, you know, we always we always want to make sure that we get people into education as much as possible. Um, and, and some of the reasons for that for coaches is just so they have an opportunity to be around the kids, not just during the coaching part, but also during the day. What is USD 259's policy on gender identification and participation? I mean, you mentioned that volleyball is, is close to males, but do we have a certain strict policy or at USD 259? Um, there's not a certain strict policy. I mean, we follow, we follow the state, uh, Kansas state high school athletics associations policy on, on gender. Um, and so we just, we, because there's that policy that exists, uh, we just follow in. If, if those, um, topics arise, then we, we look to that and we just follow along for that for sports. So that's how we, that's how we handle it with our sports. Um, you mentioned earlier questions. about uh, about grades, and that was a question I had. The students, again, they are required to 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 perform at a certain uh, a level. The, do you know what the level is? Do they have to have a B average, a C average, or or nothing below a D? Or what? how does that work? Well, you know that's a great question. And uh, so, for eligibility for them to play sports for um, for Kesha, so uh, for us to play. Any of those type of sports, uh, for your eligibility, you have to pass five core classes. Um, those are what we consider .05s, um, which means that they're a semester course. Every semester, your grades are checked against that. And uh, as long as you pass five core classes, uh, and when I say core classes, I mean five classes that are not. Um, sometimes we have, like, advocacy classes that could be a .25 or, or some of those type classes. But if they pass five classes every semester and they're enrolled in five classes, the semester that they're competing, then they're eligible um, because our seniors have pass card in their second semester. They have the ability to do a pass card where they don't have to take a full school load or be at school full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those students have to still be in five classes. Um, now, some schools choose to have higher academic standards, which, um, you know, we encourage if they, if they want to have that and we support them. Uh, there are some that will have like an academics first list or some version of that where they have to keep a, you know, no Fs or you can only have so many Fs or Ds or, or things of that nature. And, and that might be ran on the school level. Mm-hmm. And then some school, some uh, programs will just also have some uh, grade requirements. And uh, again, you know, making sure that kids know that there's an accountability piece to your grades and that you're, you're here to be a student athlete first. Um, and the athlete is, is the first word for a reason. Um, it, uh, you know, doing those things, you know, makes it important to kids. And, and we find that kids that do sports uh, mostly uh, are kids that are going to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's one of the best advocacy programs for, uh, for students. saw a news story recently that uh, many kids drop out of sports by the age of 12 or 13. Uh, not most of them, but many of them. Uh, you think that's true? And, and why, would, why do kids give up early on sports? Or do, can you tell me? Uh, there's, there's multiple reasons to that. Um, you know, around that age, sometimes kids, their development's different, uh, you know, so they, their bodies grow differently and, and they might, they might choose, you know, uh, there's some different paths than that and they might not be as good at the sports as they were as a younger child. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also pressures from parents, 
um, that causes that issue. Um, you know, there are those those parents out there that uh, a child goes through, you know, little league or whatever, and and they just have so much pressure in today's society that it just gets to the point that they just it's not fun anymore for them. And uh, you know, and then there's the the possibility that they've had a a coach or two here or there that's that's uh, you know maybe been a little bit harder or or done some things incorrectly, and that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so. What we try to do is, is especially on our middle schools, is we try to um, make sure that they understand that, that that's development leagues, and that coaches are there to support and and help kids um, grow. And so that's a really actually a focus that we started um, to really drive in is is trying to keep those kids to stay out um, and trying to keep uh, you know developing kids. Uh, of course, we're still competitive. Uh, and you can have, I believe you can have competitiveness while you're also making things fun and, and you're developing kids at the same time. So, so that's really a big focus that, that I think sports in general is trying to address um, because through the past, it's, it's, it, those numbers have gotten bigger and uh, yeah. we've got to find, pro- we've got to identify the problems and we need to uh, make those corrections. Have, have parents been behaving at, at sporting events? Yeah, for the most part, they they behave very well. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 a five percent rule of everything. You know, ninety five percent of every every population is going to do everything perfect and, and great. Um, and then you know you're going to have a small subset that sometimes take things a little bit too far. Um, you know, and some parents uh, they get a little too invested emotionally in some some outcomes and and they get very opinionated on certain things and and. Uh, you know, you can you can just watch uh, comments from people describing the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. You know, everybody has an opinion, um, and so you know, for the most part, we have great parents. Um, we have uh, amazing parents, which is kind of one of those things that's that's hard to see when you see bad stories about parents in the news and stuff. Is that that's just a very very small percentage of our parents, and most of our parents are are phenomenal. Uh, are great for their kids. They are very supportive of coaches and very supportive of schools. And so most of my interactions um, are, are with good parents. Um, so, what do you like most about your job? Uh, you know, the best part about it is just trying to get things working to wherever everybody's successful. I want all of our athletic directors and our schools to be successful with sports. I want as many kids to go out. I, I. How many of us have had conversations with people where they said, if I didn't have this sport, I don't know that I'd made it through school. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's, that's a big thing for me. And I really want to make it to wherever we have students that are, that are, you know, successful on the, on the field or the court or, or whatever that is. Yeah. But then also to take those, um, those experiences and then move them forward in their lives um, and so one of my best, the best things about my job is running into, believe it or not, old students or old, uh, old players that they, we reminisce about memories and as you know, it's, it's, this job allows me to, to hopefully touch a lot of lives in a positive way. And so that's, that's really what I think is, is great about it. Our guest is Chris Asmussen, director of athletics for Wichita public schools. That's all for this edition of issues 2024. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.